Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Community Church Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe, and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. It really does help when you do that. I want to share with all of you a conversation that I had with the online campus pastor at the Ridge, Tyler Volkers. We have a conversation that it started out as talking about how you can know if you can trust a church, and then it really grew into a broader conversation about how to look for a church in general. And... Let me just say really quickly that for the sake of our conversation, we didn't focus on major theological elements, although we could have, and that really could be its own complete podcast. But instead, we really focused on the behaviors and direction of a church. Now, we also talked about how do you deal with pain that you may have experienced from a church in the past, and Tyler shares some really good thoughts on all these things. So here is my conversation with Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, John, man. It's great to be back again. Hey, everyone. Yeah, dude. It's great to have you on. Uh, So I know firsthand, okay, Wisconsin summers, they're like the greatest thing in the world and they're so precious because, Mm -hmm. well, everybody knows what's coming in the winter, right? (laughs) Um, So have have you guys been able to make the most of yours so far? Yeah, so far, uh, we've done a couple of things. We did a little family vacay trip. Um, We actually connected with my wife's family and spent a few days down in St. Louis. So we drove down to the Gateway. Yeah, we took uh, our kids up to the Arch. It was actually my first time going up in the elevators of the Arch. And even though, you know, the dreaded Cardinals, we got to see a Cardinals home run while we were actually up in the Arch. (laughs) So you saw all the fireworks and everything was at night game. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And then, uh, yeah, then we hung out, going to the water park, uh, just just enjoying our time. It's been really good. So I've so never been to never been to St. Louis, uh, but I hear the barbecue is like amazing there. Is that? Am I right on in that? Did you guys try any of that? I didn't try any of the barbecue. Uh, you know, we were only there for a couple of days, and so we were taking care of the kids. You know, yeah, the typical burger gotcha. food and mac and cheese stuff. But uh, no, it, it it was good. We went to the city museum, uh, which if you've not been there, that's pretty cool. You have all these like wired tunnels kind of driving all, uh, oh, nice. or kind of winding throughout. So you're, you're climbing with your kids all the way through a five-story building. Uh, true story. I actually dropped my phone out of my pocket oh, when no. I was up on the third story and I was crawling after <laughs> my son and I heard a thump and I saw my daughter's eyes just get like, you know, just really big. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, was that my phone? She's like, dad, that was your phone. And it fell down to the and my wife was a story down. She saw it. She ran down. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna be buying a phone in St. Louis yeah. tonight. And uh, they, it, dude, only a little scratch on the case, on the top case. Wow. I mean, the phone still works. It's it, you, we're texting each other. I mean, it. There you go. Little hey, there's your there's right your there uh, there's your review testimonial about uh, the iPhone case, right? Twenty dollar <laughs> case saved the phone in the city museum. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. Hey, well, uh, there's no great way to say, I, maybe, maybe I can segue with uh, you trust your case. How do you trust a church? I don't know if that's, that's brutal, but I want to go with that. Uh, you know, our topic today is, is how can you trust a church? And there's a lot of layers to that question mm-hmm. um, because there's so many different angles that you can go with. And it kind of just kind of so much depends on context, but uh, I think a good place to start would be maybe, you know, put yourself in the shoes of somebody who's never been to a church. 
What types of things would you advise someone to look for when they're trying to figure out, hey, is this church trustworthy? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and if you're not sure, or if you've never been to a church, haven't been to a church in a while, I think it's a natural thing to have. Man, how do, how do I trust a church? And I, and I was thinking, John, when you sent me over that question was, well, what was that process like for me? Because um, yeah. I, I was a high school student. Uh, I was invited to a friend's of mine church. And I was attending a church at that point that I didn't really care for. I don't know if I'd say I didn't trust it. I, I was just really indifferent towards it. But yeah. when I went when I went to his uh, church, it was actually student ministry. Um, at 16, I wouldn't know if I would have used the phrase, hey, I trust this place. But, but I can remember the feelings of what um, helped me lean in yeah. and, and begin to listen. And, and the few things were was I felt totally welcome. Um, mm-hmm. I could tell that they were totally excited for me to be there. They were welcoming, very friendly people. Um, I began to understand, and I clearly understood what was being said and on stage. And so that was from a, the student teaching pastor. And uh, it was just kind of a cool environment. I wasn't sure if I believed in it, you know, sure. but I thought it was something that I thought, hey, this is a really cool place. That, um, there's genuine people who, who are excited that I'm here. Hey, I'm willing to come back. And and. And so if I were in your spot, um, not necessarily sure if I believe in it, but willing to check it out, I have questions about it. Those would be yeah. the things that I would look for is um, there's no perfect church. I mean, there just isn't. That includes the Ridge. And yeah. no one's going to be perfect um, all the time. But when you go there, can you see that there's a concerted effort that they want to welcome you and that they yeah. want to show you around, um, that they want to have a great experience, that maybe whatever's being said on stage um, maybe you don't necessarily agree with or believe with believe in, but is, does it come from a posture of humility where they respect um, maybe what you believe or um, respect how you arrived to your conclusions um, that they really kind of thought through, you know, you know, when you go into a, a restaurant or a hotel and, and uh, somehow they, they, they communicate that they were expecting you. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's how you can know that you can trust the church is if you went in there, went on their website or went to an online service and they were, um, and in a way communicating to you that they, they, they're glad you're here and yeah. they're expecting you. Then, then I know that'd be a place that hopefully be trustworthy for someone who's just beginning to check out Jesus and beginning to check out what it means to follow Jesus. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I kind of appreciate that you didn't jump right into like, Hey, here are the 10 doctrinal or theological like statements that they um, should believe. Because I think that you, some, if you've never been to church before, like the context for that is going to be just like, it's a different stage for you, mm-hmm. right? Like it's mm-hmm. like, like that, those are things that you're kind of figuring out and developing later on as you figure out, Hey, is, do I want to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. But that man, you are welcome there. Like you, like you are allowed to belong there without following these things yet. Um, which I think is a great depiction of I me mean, talk about just like Jesus himself, who has said, mm-hmm. Hey, you're, I value you. You belong with me. Um, even if you're not following these principles or these ideas mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Well, and we, we see that example from the life of Jesus. I mean, right. Jesus <clears throat> invited his followers to follow him. And that was before they, they even believed that he was the Messiah or the savior that Jesus was who we, you know, ultimately see him become. And he just invited them and said, you're, you're a part of this. And so e- even at the Ridge, I mean, that's a statement that, that we want to just continue to communicate. Hey, we, we want this to be a place where you feel like you can belong before you believe. And even yeah. if you get to a spot where you're like, hey, I'm not sure if I believe that yet, 
man, I like being around them because they believe that like it, it, yeah. this, this place, this town, this community is better off. My uh, daughter might be better off because she's dating a follower of Jesus. You know, that that's, that's when trust is being built. Yeah. And some of that, I, mean, I think that the tangible things there, you said like, is a church, Hey, are they involved? Do they care about their community? Mm-hmm. Do they care about me being here? Or am I just, you know, another warm body or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um and maybe taking a quick second, like we're not having this conversation to like bash on churches that mm-hmm. maybe have a hard time with this. You know, everyone's trying to do their best, the best they can, yeah. but, um, you know, it might not be helpful for your current journey if that's, if that's the case. Right. 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 Okay. So, um, different type of context then say, uh, you do follow Jesus mm-hmm. or, or even, I suppose even if maybe you followed in the past and you're still trying to figure that out and you move to a new area, maybe you're going off to college. I know mm-hmm. with, with our backgrounds in, in student ministry, mm-hmm. that's always a prevalent one. Yeah. How do you start looking for a new church? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Um, and, and I think I think there's a couple of ways to approach this is, and you mentioned earlier, like, hey, Tyler, I appreciate that you, you just didn't jump into the doctrines and the beliefs and and all of that. And, and that's important. Doctrines and beliefs are important. But I think the primary thing that you want to look for if you're checking out a church is, well, what is their vision and mission? Hmm. And ask yourself, is this a part of a vision or a mission that you can, that you can get behind? And I would look at, okay, are, is that church committed uh, to helping people find and follow Jesus? Yeah. And if that's a mission you can get behind and, you know, we'd say at the Ridge, our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus in every home. Like, okay, that, that is, that is what the vision is. And that's what we're going to align ourselves around and ask yourself, is that, is that a vision and a mission that you can align yourself with? And, uh, and then have that just as important, I'd say more important than, than the beliefs. And obviously look at the beliefs and the doctrines and, and, and all of that. But uh, the, the central issue is Jesus and who Jesus is. And if they're committed to helping someone find and follow Jesus and helping their community find and follow Jesus, I, I would let that be, be the priority. Yeah, I think, I think we're assuming a little bit for the context of our conversation, like there are mm-hmm. certain core beliefs that we would say, hey, a, ch- a church needs to, and they need yeah. to believe that Jesus is the son of God. Like there's certain mm-hmm. core principles at a church, um, you know, that there's certain beliefs that we, we hold to, but uh, yeah, just as you're looking at like, hey, the vision and the mission, why do you think that those things, like, why are those important things? Like, why would why would you want to be able to get behind those things? Because uh, it says something about your active participation when mm-hmm. those are core issues you're looking for. Well, that, that's exact, exactly what it means to, to be a part of a church. I mean, we, we don't go to a church um, as a follower of Jesus. We don't go to a church to, you know, just hear the message or sing the songs or have a great kids ministry program or great student ministry. And those are important, but really being a part of a church is, is just that you're an active participation, uh, participant with the church. Um, we, we, we describe it like this often in our discover, uh, events and after party events, uh, for, for those who are, uh, just kind of looking to take their next step at the Ridge. And that is, um, the phrase going to church is something that the first followers of Jesus would have never have said. They, they never would have understood it because there was no church building to go to, but for them, a church was a part of something that you were a part of. You were an active participant in. And so that's why the vision and the mission is so important to look at. If that's something that you're like, I can align with that and participate with that, that's what it means to be a part of the church. And that's why that's important to um, check that out. So, okay, that, that, that's what I want to be a part of. And, um, and then when you are, I mean, it, it's so much fun. You become alive when you're partnering with the church yeah. and you're partnering with Jesus to help people follow him. 
Yeah, I know there can be an easy, uh, I think there's an easy fallback mindset of like, oh, how, how much is this church going to, you know, give to me? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love that the perspective that you're even bringing in is like, hey, your first question is like, hey, is this something that I'm going to be able to embody? Like, Mm -hmm. that's the part that I want to be able to this church to give me is this focus on this purpose for kind of doing the stuff that God wants us to do in that that local community Mm -hmm. Um, and building upon that. Right. Which is great. Mm -hmm. And like, hey, can this church like am I going to be able to fit in and serve in the way that God has wired me to serve? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean maybe you're wired for international missions. Mm-hmm. And if you're, that church doesn't have that as a focus, like maybe that's not the best church for you. Right. That fair. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that's where it's, you find out what the vision and the mission is and then find, and then I think you're right on say, Hey, does this make you come alive? And and if you do great again, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, the lead pastor is not perfect because, because there is no such, no such thing. Um, I mean, we're all, we're all imperfect people gathering together. Um, but if you rally around the vision and the mission and say, okay, we, we want to honor God and pursue him and help people follow him, then that's great. Be a part of that. So do you think that maybe there's like an unhealthy approach to this? To finding a church? Yeah. Yeah. To, to be a part of, um, I, I think when, when we look at it, that, in that approach of, well, what can I get out of it? And, and granted, I, I get, I get why, but Hey, you know, I like the the teacher because um, I can understand them and they make me laugh. And oh, you know, they have all of these different classes and studies for my kids or me or um, whatever. You know, and you're starting to pull into well, what can I get out of this? And and ultimately, I mean, it's it, it's important we all start as consumers. I mean, we we all do in our faith journey. Uh, but if we are only looking for that and not looking for a way that we can contribute, what ultimately happens? We keep consuming, consuming, and consuming. It mm-hmm. then becomes flat. And then we disengage over time. And so, and that, and that happens even if you've been a part of a church for a long time um, or you're looking for a new church. And so when you're just looking for what I can get out of it and then it, it can get unhealthy pretty quick. Yeah. I think that that speaks to, you know, I, so when I moved out to Seattle, uh, Serena, my wife and I, we were in the, we're in the church hunt for like a place that we could attend in person when we were going to attend in person, mm-hmm. not just digitally. Yeah. Um, and you know, we tried out all these different churches and I mean, there's that piece that you want to have some connection with what's, what's being shared and taught. I think that's important. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think one of the questions that was important to us was, Hey, would I be comfortable? Would I feel good about being able to bring someone who doesn't follow Jesus to this service with me? Yeah. That's a great filter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that was something that was like, that was for us was really just really important. Um, Mm -hmm. and so but to, to your point, I mean, honestly, it was a church that had a, a vision that was really captivating to me is the one that we've kind of latched on with, um, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, in-person church. But um, so, okay. So once again, switching kind of context again, and this may be, maybe this will speak to some of the people that uh, haven't or don't follow Jesus currently um, because maybe they've had a bad experience with a church. Or, you know, I think we've, we've both seen and heard some heartbreaking stories of just like church scandal or Mm -hmm. just leadership problems and things like that. Mm -hmm. Once again, not to bash on those churches, but that's just Mm -hmm. the reality of, of our world, right? That's just the reality of what people are seeing and what people are saying. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, is first and foremost, maybe, is there anything that like practical or is there anything that somebody can do 
they have those church hurt personally in their life. Um, how do they start to move past that to find mm-hmm. a new church? Yeah, that's a uh, it's a great question, John. And and you're and you're right. Unfortunately, if you Google church scandals or whatnot, you're you you could be reading for hours, and you see yeah. different things kind of happen. And there's there's a lot of hurt, and talk to a lot of people who've who've been hurt and who have uh, worked through it. And and I mean, we can't minimize that. Um, and if you're listening, and if you've been hurt by someone, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that happened, and um, I don't see that being God's will for you anywhere. When I, when I read through, you know, pages of scripture or, you know, and so it, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to wrestle with, but you know, one of the things that I, I've really come to appreciate with, and, and he said this, uh, he said this publicly on a podcast, so I'll just kind of call it out loud. And that is uh, Steve Carter, um, who was on staff at a, a church out in Chicago uh, that went through a pretty, pretty high scandal. Um, if you Google that, you'd, you'd, you'd find it. And he was in line to be the leader of that church. And he basically just, just had to leave and was hurt. And then someone asked him your question, John. And, uh, and I, I always appreciated how he responded. He said, hey, it wasn't that name of that church that hurt me. He, he said it was really four or five people um, who hurt me. And, and, and he didn't name the names because, you know, he's a man of high character. But uh he said, you know, it was just those four or five individuals. It wasn't that church. And he said, actually, if you were to look at the, you know, the number of people that were in that church that did good for him, he said that that number just way, way, way outnumbered the, you know, those who who wronged him. Um, not to again, not to minimize the pain that that comes from those that were wronging, but um it, it, what I just came to appreciate it was like, Hey, it wasn't, it wasn't the church, like the global church that did that. It was, it was broken people in it. Um, meaning, okay, what, 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 what do we do with that? Um, I think we have to find healing uh, first of all. And for some depending, I, and I don't know all the stories. And so there's no blanket answer for, um, for all of us, but some of the healing may require counseling. Um, it may require you to speak out and, and actually ha- bring justice to what was done. I, I, again, I don't know all of it, but um, I, I would say you got to take a step to find healing, to, to be healed. Um, and then I would, I would encourage like, okay, look for a trust, you know, what's that filter uh, to be a part of a church and, and to engage with the church again. And, and here's, here, here's why, because I think, I think it's a natural time to say, hey, I'm going to push back on that church. I'm not going to go, go back again to any church. Um, but I'm still going to follow Jesus. But if we look at the life of Jesus and the teachings of Jesus, I mean, Jesus gave his life for the church. And he he even said, I'm going to, I mean, this is what uh, imperfect and all, this is what Jesus said he's going to use to bring about change into the world. And again, it's not a church building or church service or all that, but it is the church is the participation of Christians coming together to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. And so when we remove ourselves from that completely, we're, we're disconnecting ourselves from the body. And, uh, and that's not a healthy spot either. And so um, um, I, I would encourage you to talk to someone who, and talk to you know, a counselor, whoever, to bring about healing and to join a community that you can be. And if it's a different church body, okay, that, that's fine. But, but we, we can't isolate ourselves. I... I mean, I really appreciate the concept of of recognizing that it was it's people inside of a church mm-hmm. that may have hurt you, because mm-hmm. uh, I think we have a really hard time separating church leadership from this group of people who were tr- doing their best to live out Jesus' mission mm-hmm. in their lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, and 
obviously every situation is different, right? But mm-hmm. I think one of the core misunderstandings that can easily happen is the idea that we're like, we're, um, you know, it's very clear. We're not expected to be perfect, you know, right. and, and we, and we can't be, we can't be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I mean, that there's fairness in terms of like holding church leaders accountable. I think that is a must, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, separating that, like we follow Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as challenging it as it is, how do you create that separation? And I think like the idea of like counseling and working through that hurt to find it a new or just re-engaging with community, I think is so important because that begins to kind of let you process and, and remind you that, hey, this this isn't about those people. Mm-hmm. This is still about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you might say to, I don't know, to those who don't follow Jesus, who are looking at the church and the things that are happening mm-hmm. there and like... Yeah. Right. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it, outside of the church, I mean, it, it, I mean, depending on what you see and, you know, I've gone on Twitter scrolls and, and I've seen a different bunch of different things and, and set, and I can see how the view can be skewed. Um, and so what, you know, as I'm talking with my friends and neighbors and, and those around me and, um, just even try to acknowledge like, Hey, we're just trying to follow Jesus. And, and I, by no means am I perfect. Um, don't want to, you probably follow me around today and count, you know, all the ways that I've, I've messed up and, um, and to think through, Hey, there's times I probably inadvertently hurt people and said something that maybe wasn't accurate. It, it's heartbreaking and it, it, it's hard. And so, uh, um, and I, I hope, and I pray that, um, those who maybe have some of those views outside the church that maybe you're seeing on social media or whatnot, is that I, I hope and pray that God brings a Christian into your life, that you could see that some authenticity and vulnerability where, where they generally care for you and generally shows, um, how much, uh, God loves you, um, through, through the way that they treat you. And so I don't know if you're going to see that on social media just by scrolling, but I, I hope you come across uh, followers of Jesus that do show you that. And then you find a church that, that does show you that. Cause I, I, I do think for the most part, John, and maybe, maybe I'm an optimist, but I mean, I see Jesus use the church throughout scripture. And I think generally most churches are trying to bring the hope of Jesus to every home. Yeah. I, 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 I generally think that I, I, there are more church leaders that I've come to know and appreciate and respect than those that I don't. And, you know, there's more followers of Jesus that I've come to know. And I mean, do we have some odd ones and some oddities and some like, Whoa, you know, yeah. You know, but, that, <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. what makes, that's what makes it awesome. And that's what makes community awesome. And, um, yeah. and generally, I mean, you know, and I'll, I'll brag on the Ridge for a little bit. I mean, we, we've been a part of the Ridge for over 12 years and every year, my answer for why you love the Ridge has been the same. And it's the people that make up the Ridge and just how welcoming and genuine and raw and authentic of just, hey, we want to follow Jesus together. We don't have it. We are not perfect. We are far from it. I mean, there, there's flaws. But um, but this is just what we generally want for people. And we've met more churches in our community in the areas 
they I'd say the exact same thing. Are they perfect? No. Um, but are they generally loving people and wanting to bring the hope of Jesus? Yes. And that's what's exciting and that's what's cool. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like do you feel like there's I don't know, do you feel like there's misconceptions that people have about churches that might be helpful for people to know about or maybe some uh ways that people have historically thought about church that Mm -hmm. aren't helpful when it comes to these types of things yeah i think there's a few misconceptions that i mean you could probably uh, think of you know like a a church is boring and irrelevant well that's some churches make it boring or irrelevant i think uh the message of jesus is life-changing and anything but irrelevant i mean it it brings hope um and healing uh to many of our problems in fact jesus is the only one that can change hearts and bring healing to the problems that our culture is facing um i think there's some misconceptions about pastors and and wanting to be celebrities and get everyone's money and and what that might be true for some i think generally um most church leaders that i've come into are generally very humble and, and, and have pure motives and want to want what's best for um those who are attending the church and and they're for the most part, those that I've met, just like any of us, they're just trying to figure it out. And and the the problems that that we're facing, you know, uh, they're facing as well. And so, uh, um, they're yeah, often that's not, kind of in, they're often kind not of shown in, a lot of grace when yeah. they give a lot of grace. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that's been an interesting like societal shift over the last however many years. Mm-hmm. Um, to where there has become a, I think there's some distrust of, of just church leaders in general. That's kind of started to formulate. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's been distrust in leadership in general. And I think some of it's deserved and, um, and some of the high profile cases you see, I think, I think you see reasons why. Yeah. Um, and I can get the temptation to project that onto others. And so um, I would just encourage to just try to notice the character behind and, and um, yeah. What do just, you mean by that? What do you mean by noticing the character behind? Uh, I think if you get to know some of your leaders, I mean, uh, going back to, you know, talking about, um, hey, how do we know if we trust someone? How vulnerable do you, do you hear, you know, the teacher speaking on stage? I, I'd pay attention to that. Um, if they're coming through a, a way of saying, hey, we're we're just trying to follow Jesus together and I'm, I'm trying to follow him and I'm help, hoping this can help you follow him as well as I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at that posture, mm-hmm. I, I think that would show some level of um, a, a transparency to trust. You know, if the church comes out and says, hey, we want to be transparent about where the money that you give goes and, and they're open and honest about that. I, I think that could show some levels of, hey, you could probably trust them. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Um, I think, I'm, yeah, I think that that's something that's. Uh, like super practical too. Like as you're listening, as you're as you're hearing somebody talk, like, am I included in this with them? Or do they give off the air that they've figured everything out? Or are they, you know, now we're not talking about like misspeaking or something like that, mm-hmm. because I do think that it's so easy to I don't you take three words out of a 35-minute message and you make this like formulation about that person's like character and all mm-hmm. these things about them, right? Which <clears throat> like, oh, was that said in a sarcastic way? Was it said in this way? And so I mm-hmm. think that there's a lot of value in hearing the full, the full context and and understanding who that person truly is. And mm-hmm. 
that provides a lot of value, but um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, man. Uh, thanks for, thanks for chatting with me about this. I know that it's not, there's like elements that make it really interesting and really fun. Like mm -hmm. the, the finding a place with where you line with the mission and the vision at the same time, also dealing with, and, uh, there are churches that have failed, uh, mm -hmm. because everybody has failed because people yeah. have failed and, um, some are higher profile, some are bigger than others, but being willing to wade through that to something that Jesus has said, Hey, this is an important part of following me. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's really valuable. So thanks yeah. for chatting with about, about that. Yeah, absolutely. And if I can just offer one more encouragement for those who are listening or so maybe, hey, I'm not sure. Um, one of the beautiful things that's happened over the last few years is uh, just uh, the power of online. And so you can check out a church without having to physically go there at first. And so if you just just try that out, go to the YouTube channel or go on a church's website, just watch a few services, watch a few messages. And if you're intrigued by it, just even some level of intrigued, go check it out. And, but I mean, you, you can kind of try it before you, sh you show up, which I think is just a, a, a great opportunity to see, Hey, is that a place that maybe I could trust before you, before you go there? So um, please do that and, and see, see how that works for you. Well, that was my conversation with Tyler. And I want to pick a couple of key action steps, depending on your own personal context to really highlight. I think looking for the integrity of a church is a major factor in trust. You know, are they humble? Are they transparent, unauthentic? Are they willing to let you belong there before someone follows Jesus? Now, those are really great questions to ask when trying to discover if you can trust a church. Now, if you're looking for a new church, or even if you're staying at a church, but you haven't done this yet, really figure out the vision and the direction the church is going in and ask yourself, hey, how can you embrace that vision and work towards that big purpose that really is bigger than yourselves and was directed by God? And I'd really counsel anyone to also make sure that that vision is aligned with biblical truth when you're looking at a church. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ridge Podcast, and make sure to subscribe and follow so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.